Hello, my fellow nostalgia seekers, and welcome back. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we talk about our childhood favorite movies and video games and see if they still hold up as adults. Happy Wednesday. Does anyone else feel like January is flying by? Yes, literally every single day. (laughs) It's somehow been the longest and shortest month ever. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's insane. But it's also okay because... It's been negative a million degrees in in northern New Jersey, so I'm ready for the spring. I'm like, January can go by fast if it wants to at this point. Are you going to be super upset to learn that it was 85 degrees here today in the past couple days? (laughs) I can almost hear you like putting your head down. Let's all have a moment of silence for my soul right now. (laughs) I am deeply hurt. (laughs) I am deeply hurt and offended. It's okay. You can come visit me soon. Thanks for laughing at my pain, too. (laughs) I'm laughing and I'm warm. Steph's just like, ha, 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 ha. Laughs and warm. (laughs) That's exactly how it feels. Meanwhile, I have like 50 sweaters on. I'm wearing literally a t-shirt and shorts. Okay, let's keep this thing moving before I get so mad. I can't talk anymore. All right, well, today we have a movie that both of us forgot even existed for a while. That's true. Yeah. We will be re-watching and reviewing Balto. Balto is a 1995 British-American live-action animated adventure film directed by Simon Wells, produced by Amblin Entertainment, and distributed by Universal Pictures. It stars the voice talents of Kevin Bacon, Bridget Fonda, Bob Hoskins, who you might know from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Jim Cummings, who you might also recognize as being the voice of Winnie the Pooh, or Pete from many Disney shows and movies with Mickey Mouse, and lastly, Phil Collins. Balto was the third and final animated feature produced by Steven Spielberg's UK-based Amblimation Studio before it became DreamWorks Animation, the first two being An American Tale, Fievel Goes West, and We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. And this was another one of those films that didn't do well initially, but did well with home video sales. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I don't even remember this movie ever going to theaters or ever hearing of this movie going to theaters. Yeah, Um, no. But I I was also not born yet. So. <laughs> I feel like you absolutely oh yeah no you well you would have been born it's 1995 what month did this come out do we know <laughs> it doesn't matter you're born in January <laughs> like, okay but it could have been born any other time in January I'm literally like the last day of January I am the second to last day of January okay you take your warmth and, and stay over there that's the All right. funniest thing you've ever said <laughs> if that's the funniest thing i've ever said i'm i'm concerned i think i'm sleep deprived i think so too this should make for a fun episode but yeah i didn't remember this ever coming out in theaters i definitely remember it having this on film or maybe i didn't have it on film and you had it on film and that's how i remember it i definitely remember having this on vhs yeah Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So this film was initially a major financial disappointment, mostly because it came out the same year as Pixar Animation Studios' Toy Story, as well as Jumanji, which starred the great late Robin Williams, which makes a lot of sense because those are two huge movies. Yeah. 
especially since it was Pixar's first movie was Toy Story. Right. They're cultural phenomenons. Yeah. So this may have had something to do with Balto receiving mixed reviews from critics. But as Steph said, it apparently did well enough through video sales to have two direct-to-video sequels come out shortly after. Neither of which I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't seen either one. But yeah, it's right. interesting because it's like nobody remembers when this came out or how it came out. But everybody yeah. in some very some variation remembers watching it at some point. Right. All right. So if you've never seen this film or if you're like us and you forgot it even existed, <laughs> here's an extremely short synopsis of the plot written by Alan Katz on IMDb. Is that your dad's? Alter ego on IMDb. <laughs> if my dad didn't hate cats, it would absolutely be his alter ego. That's like the alter ego I would have given him as a child. I like that. Um, That's almost like a superhero name. Alan Katz. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Like. <laughs> With like the superimposed cartoon pal. Right. <laughs> Who's on the scene? It's Alan Katz. Bow. <laughs> Well, we're off to a great start with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) A half-wolf, half-husky named Balto, voiced by Kevin Bacon, gets a chance to become a hero when an outbreak of diphtheria threatens the children of Nome, Alaska in the winter of 1925. He leads a dog team on a 600-mile trip across the Alaskan wilderness to get medical supplies and save the children in need. So a quick side note, actually, this film is based on a true story, which inspired the Iditarod dog sled race. Yeah, what's one of the most famous, like, or probably the most famous dog sled race in of all time. Right. Also, Lex? It's me. I just noticed this is our third film review in a row that's based on a true story. Wait, that's actually crazy. We didn't plan that at all. <laughs> we did not plan that. <laughs> we were just like, this sounds like great stuff to do. I guess January is right. going to be like our special history month. <laughs> Apparently. So we don't have very many fun movie facts about the making of this film because all of them were kind of dry and and bland and boring. Yeah. But since this film is based on a real life event, we thought it was way more interesting to note the differences in what was portrayed in the movie and what really happened. Yeah, for sure. So the first one that we found was that the sled run to get the medicine was actually a relay, and Balto was only the leader of the last team to carry the medicine to Nome. The longest and most hazardous distance was traveled by the team led by a dog named Togo, who also has a movie about him that came out in 2019 and is currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. Interesting. I think I remember seeing the commercials for Togo. Is that the one with... um? Willem Dafoe. Yes, that guy. Yes. I always I always want to say um, Green Goblin whenever I talk about him. <laughs> You're still right. Is, You're still correct. I know, because that is my favorite character that he's played. That and him in Boondock Saints. But I can never get his name. <laughs> yeah. Willem Dafoe. Okay. Yes. So he, he's, he's also the star of it in the movie, uh, in the Togo movie from 2019. Yeah. So back to Balto. This film <laughs> portrays Balto as a wolf hybrid. Balta was actually a purebred Siberian husky, and Universal's animators designed him to be partially an Arctic wolf in order to be a more interesting cinematic character. He's got to have a sob story. Every main hero has to have some kind of adversity that he has to overcome so everybody loves him. Exactly. And for them, they were just like, what if he's part wolf? If I were creating a sled dog team i would absolutely pick the dog that's half wolf first me too he's gonna be stronger he's gonna be faster he's gonna be more instinctual than a regular dog i don't know i felt a little we'll talk about it later but yeah. i felt a little 
unrealistic that they would have been like, oh, that's an adverse condition. I would have been like, he's got a leg up on everybody. Right. And like Steph said, we'll definitely get into that later because that's also a note that I had a few times (laughs) about this film. Yeah. So Balto was like, this kind of follows into it. (laughs) Balto was never an outcast as shown by the film, but instead was born in a kennel owned by the famous musher Lenhard Sapala, where he grew up until he was deemed fit for pulling a sled. Sapala was also the owner of Togo whom he personally used during the relay. Balto was instead used by one of his workers, Gunnar Kassan. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. So all this adversity, he didn't even have it. Look at Sapala out here breeding two amazing dogs. Right? He's like, actually, my dog saved all of Alaska. You're welcome. Yeah, he, he is. He's the mayor of Alaska now, everyone. <laughs> this is from like 1925. Could you imagine still being the mayor? <laughs> Well, I meant at the time, but at the time they could have had like kings too. Sapala is the king now of Alaska. <laughs> the next one that we have is that the real Balto was neutered by Sapala when he was only a few months old, meaning that the puppies he has in the sequel of these films never came to be, which we wouldn't know because we haven't seen these films, but we thought it was interesting because they kind of took more creative liberties with the story after this movie even came out. I mean, I just feel like the puppies aren't even in the canon. Like, (laughs) the canon is the original Balto movie, and I never saw him have puppies, so... For sure. All right, within... Five days of the arrival of the serum, the diphtheria epidemic was halted. It was the last major outbreak of the disease in North America. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool, actually. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy that, like, this is, like, the last known case of it. And then it was so grand in the way that it ended by using these dogs that it was, like, kind of a cool way. Because most diseases kind of die out on their own with, like, Mm -hmm. vaccinations and what have you. And it's just kind of crazy that, like, this one, it didn't go quietly into the night. It was, like, a big to-do of how it ended. Right. And the fact that it was such a small town in Alaska, too, that Mm -hmm. really needed the um the serum is it's kind of crazy that this whole story came from that yeah and now we have the iditarod right so my last i guess comparison is that when he passed away from old age in 1933 balto's body was stuffed and mounted by a staff taxidermist at the cleveland museum of natural history where it still stands to this day so if you go to the cleveland museum of natural history you'll be able to see balto's body i don't know if i like that yeah I don't know if I like that. I mean, for history buffs, if you really want to check it out and um, you're really interested. I just feel like the statue was enough. (laughs) The statue was enough. I don't need to see the dog. Hey, listen, some people are still into taxidermy, so Uh, just don't think, don't go to a taxidermist place and think that they're going to do your taxes, okay? (laughs) I just, I've seen taxidermy and like, There used to be this old museum by our old apartment when we lived in Hollywood, and it was called the Museum of Death, and one of the rooms had taxidermy animals, and we went into it, and we were like, these look terrifying. (laughs) First of all, I'm concerned for you going to a museum of death, you... (laughs) I went to that museum like six times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But... Yeah, it was just really creepy. I will say, though, I thought taxidermy wasn't even a thing anymore until my sister and and I took my niece to a, a drive through zoo when the pandemic started, which oh, is really, no. it's, I know, 
<laughs> which is really, really smart to have a drive through zoo. But I'm not even kidding you. It looked like a scene from Tiger King. Oh. Like, it for sure was not legal. Oh, no. And we, when we came out, right across the street was a taxidermy <gasps> place. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh, that was fun. And then I saw the taxidermy sign and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that is oh, not. Oh, no. <laughs> Hate that. <laughs> exactly. All right. So my last fact that compares the two is that there are some things in the film that are accurate to the original story. So one of them being that there is a bronze statue of Balto by Frederick Roth in Central Park, Manhattan, New York, as shown in the movie. But the writers definitely took many creative liberties with this story. <laughs> so For as we can sure. see, there's a lot that's different, but the the statue's real. That exists. <laughs> right. Some of the story is real. I mean, they lied to us. They acted like Balto was this crazy hero when it was really Togo. <laughs> Hashtag Team Togo. Yeah. Hashtag Team but... Togo. <laughs> Didn't get his credit. It's fine. Right. <laughs> but... Moving on from that, how much did we actually watch this as kids? Because I think the last time I saw this, I was like six years old. Yeah, I didn't. I Maybe twice. Maybe twice, two or three times. Yeah. But like I was little, little. And yeah, you yeah. and I were easily under the age of eight. We were very little. And For sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember watching this. This was not something we broke the VHS player. I don't even think this was something we thought of when yeah. we were like, what movie do we want to watch today? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. We, uh, when we first started making our lists for this podcast, we wrote down so many movies, but we Mm -hmm. mainly Googled like kids' movies from the 90s. And this is one of the ones that came up. So we added it to the list and we were trying to think of something that had to do with winter and the snow to get us in the mood for for January and freezing our butts off. (laughs) Well, at least over here in New Jersey, over there. (laughs) She's so bitter. (laughs) I am very bitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um i can't even move on i'm just hurt <laughs> just yeah, i just brought up a bad memory again right I'm, just, I'm triggered but um but yeah so we actually we were deciding to do this one based off of that and here we are we don't remember i at least i don't i don't remember a dang thing from this movie i just remember him being a dog and and basically leading a sleigh team in the snow that's all I remember. Yeah, I knew there was something about the sleds. The only thing that I really remembered, and I remember I texted you about this yeah. when we decided we were going to do this movie. I said, I know that he fights a bear in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That was like the one thing that I could actually remember about this. I was like, there's a bear fight in the woods. And then I texted you. I was like, but maybe that was the swan princess that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was like, I just know there's a fight in the woods. <laughs> and then and I'm like, no, Steph, that's the revenant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know there's a bear. There's a bear fight in the woods, something about sleds. And I remember there was a sick kid. And that was all I remembered. And I. So you remembered the whole plot. No, but like, I didn't know how they all connected. I just knew that there was a sick right. kid, sleds, a bear in the woods. Um, I actually thought the kid was a boy. And then when I was rewatching, obviously the little kid's a girl, but that, that was it. That was like the main things. But I was like, I don't know anything else that happens in this movie. No, for sure. So what was it like for us to rewatch it? Um, well to start, so (laughs) we've already discussed a little bit how the main villain is this purebred husky named Steel. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, we discussed how his voice is the classic villain voice of Pete, who most yeah. people might know as Goofy's villainous sidekick frenemy character in the Mickey Mouse franchise. Yeah, Crazy Pete. Yeah, Crazy Pete. So he's got the, the scary villainous voice, but he was terrifyingly animated yeah like really scary like he looked like he had rabies the whole movie yeah not gonna lie his animation kind of reminded me of scar from the lion king just yes. how how the yeah. edges were very rigid he almost had the same face shape and the crazy eyes yeah i was like that is that is very scar he just looks scary like really scary yeah i will say from just from the jump i did not expect this film to be part live action oh watching it as a kid i did not remember the grandma and her grandkid getting lost in central park which by the way took the first five minutes i was like <laughs> <laughs> it was such an unnecessary intro she's like where are we <laughs> I'm like She's like, we already passed this way, Grandma. <laughs> and then five oh minutes later, they they sit on a park bench and the grandma starts telling her grandkid the story of Balto. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was such an unnecessary amount of time. Yeah. I'm also like, what kid talks to their grandma that way? If I talked to either of like my grandmas that way, including the one that you and I share, like they would have smacked yeah. me. Like they would have smacked yeah. me upside the head. Sassy like, G-Ma would not have, would not Sassy have Sassy G-Ma would not have had it. She yep. would not have had it with us. Yep. She earned the name Sassy G-Ma. She earned it. And that's, that's why. But yeah. Oh and it's, gosh. it's so funny because. I also, when I was watching this, I was reminded so much of Snow Dogs. Do you remember Snow Dogs? Oh, my gosh. With Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, my. I totally forgot about Yes, that's another Iditarod race or, like, sled dog race movie. But it's live action. We need to add that to the we list, too. We should add that. Because, oh, my gosh. The worst part is, like, I liked this movie, but it just made mm -hmm. me want to watch Snow Dogs. <laughs> We should have just made a month of us watching dog sled movies. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we really should have. Next winter, guys. Next winter. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I know that's what you come here for. <laughs> dog sled movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one character that I really enjoyed was the goose, obviously, mm -hmm. like the Russian goose. Oh, my <laughs> he gosh. Me. He had these quick lines that if you weren't paying attention you were absolutely gonna miss them so when steel the bad guy dog is trying to confront balto and make fun of him yeah the goose is trying to get balto to like walk away and he's like don't listen to him don't look at him live a long life <laughs> it's like that's literally <laughs> my friends trying to like talk me down from like confronting someone <laughs> they're like don't look at him like live oh a long life gosh. do better <laughs> like and then when he said, um, oh my gosh. he got really scared at one point. He goes, I was so scared. I got people bumps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. That was so great. That was, so a, that was an amazing line. Or he yeah, always said, who else are you going to bring on a wild goose chase? A goose. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he has some clever lines. They were very clever. Or like when he was saying, oh, we're going to go and brave the elements and fight wild animals and right. maybe not make it home alive. And he's like, reminds me of vacation in the home country. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. He was he was very funny. But um, did you notice he looked like the drunken goose from the Aristocats? Yes. I thought that the almost whole time. identical. Yes, I thought that the whole time. I was like, he literally looks like the Uncle Goose from the Aristocats. And then the two polar bears started calling him uncle. And I was yes. like, oh, my God. I was like, flashbacks. Yeah, I had to double check because I was like, was this also made by Disney? Right. But it wasn't. I just wonder if they had similar animators. I think so, because one of the dogs as well kind of looked like one of the dogs from um, Lady and the Tramp at one point as well. 
There was one of the girl dogs, which, by the way, it really cracks me up in movies how they're all from one place, but <laughs> some of them have different accents. Yeah. So, like, the goose makes sense because he's from Russia. He can he can fly, so he can right. make his way to Alaska. But they have some dogs in there that have thick New York accents and, like, yes. New Jersey accents. And I was yep. like, what is happening? But, but yeah, so one of the... a little purple dog, right? Yeah, and then the one, I forget her name, the one big, like, tall, um, the one with the really skinny face. The Afghan And hound. the floppy ears. Yeah. Yes. So she looked a lot like one of the dogs from Lady and the Tramp as well. Man, they must have taken, like, the animators or had somebody from that animation team on this one, too. Right. That's so crazy. And then another part, like, how you said Steel was really, was really kind of intimidating, like, the way he was drawn. Yeah. He was kind of scary. Um, you scary. I was kind of mad for him during one point because in the beginning they start with him in a major in a big dog sled race, and right. his team wins. But as they're making their way to the finish line, Balto notices that a little girl's hat is in the middle of the of the lane, and he runs out and he beats him to the finish line because he's going after the hat. And um, Steel's owner goes. Any dog can outrun him, basically, like, saying that Steel's losing his edge or losing his top dog status. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, really? He just ran over three miles while pulling your fat butt on the sled. And Balto ran for two seconds and outran him. Like, what are you talking about? That is not the same thing. I agree with you. And I think... Yes, he was judging him too harshly, but, like, Steel was going to let kids die. <laughs> like, <laughs> Steel's a bad guy. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> no, honestly, Steel is a horrible guy. But it was really <laughs> funny. It was really funny in the beginning how they started off and they were like, anyone can outrun him. You're and getting then, old. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he just ran over three miles while pulling you. And Balto has nothing on him and he's he just saved not that. the way that he used to be he's just not the way he used to be he's 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 losing it people he's, he's losing, losing it. it and then later when balto um joins the race yeah we'll get to it later again but like when balto joins the race and it's literally one lap <laughs> around the village and they're like who's gonna be fastest to do this six mile journey <laughs> they're like, do a lap around the town let's see <laughs> That makes I'm sense. I'm like, who is that's, doing this? That's quantifiable. Like, you can... <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, who is doing this? It's obviously Mayor... Uh, what's his name? Mayor Sapala over there. <laughs> so it took me a hot minute. I was trying to figure out, because obviously in the main credits, it's like Phil Collins does some of the main voices. And I was trying so hard to figure out which ones were Phil Collins, only to realize... Phil Collins voiced both of the polar bears. Yeah, he did. So Muck and Luck are voiced by him. The one that doesn't speak and then the one that has a distinctly British accent. Oh my gosh. Which was so funny. I love that so much. I kind of wish they would have broke out in like, I can feel it coming, coming in yeah. the air <laughs> So good. They just start They just start on the drums. <laughs> But, like, I didn't understand because they're supposed to be polar bears, right? And those are, like, notoriously some of the biggest and most vicious bears in the animal kingdom. Yeah. And they're supposed, they're supposed to be able to swim. 
these two bears right. not only hung out like in the town, which for some reason people weren't alarmed by that, but they were alarmed by a yeah. half wolf dog. I don't get that. Um, but people like so <laughs> but they weren't even scared of Balto they were not scared of him they were just kind of shunning him out of everything yeah they're like he'll turn yeah. on us he could bite us and I'm like you guys have polar bears were walking around you got bigger problems right. like but, exactly but, like these polar bears they couldn't they're supposed to be like big scary bears and they couldn't fight the bear in the woods they couldn't swim yeah. like or you know we find out they can swim but like it, it was just <laughs> it was very much just like, what is ha- does the animators like? Do they know what polar bears are or like what they do? <laughs> they just picked two bears. They didn't even look like bears at, at one point. I was yeah. <laughs> I kind of didn't know what animals they were yes! at first. Not gonna Same, lie. Until he called them polar um, bears. <laughs> until he- <laughs> I was like, those are some big badgers. <laughs> I was like, at this point, you might as well have had koala bears. Yeah, and they did the same thing exactly. Like, they- but um, I will say this is kind of, I think this is one of the first films I've seen where they actually show a doctor examining someone and diagnosing them. Oh, yeah. Which is something super random that normal people probably wouldn't notice, but I noticed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like he was actually trying to give an, or so he gave an actual yeah. diagnosis to somebody of a real disease and did actual doctor things to them unlike what is it we watched santa claus is coming to town and he like took the guy's temperature <laughs> and was like you broke your leg and it's like that's not how yes. doctors work <laughs> so he said you've broken your funny bone <laughs> yeah he was like oh that's not a thing um <laughs> yeah no it was really cool to see that and honestly i felt like this movie was way too on point for world events and like yeah. 2020 because they put up that massive quarantine, quarantine sign, sign. Yes. and I was like oh <laughs> that's us now I was like it's still relevant like a hundred years oh. later it's the same thing <laughs> oh and then also were you shook by the fact that they showed that whole scene with the dude building the children's coffins oh my gosh I was ugh. I didn't know what to say about that part. They like Bolto comes in and the guy's making making wood coffins for for kids yeah. to to be buried in after they die from diphtheria. Is that what it's called, right? Diphtheria. Yes. And well, because <laughs> sorry, I can't speak <laughs> with words that I don't know. I cannot say them without asking Steph first. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, so yeah, so that part had me shook. I was so hurt, and I I will not lie. Like during certain parts of this movie, I guess. Well, I guess during that part because of the kids being sick and um and dying of the of the disease, I was like, this is very sad. It didn't get me like Prince of Egypt got me, but it was still yeah. it was still really sad during that part. It was sad, and I also. I mean, I didn't do research on this, and I kind of want yeah. to now. But did only kids get sick from this? Because they were only there were only yeah. children in the hospital, and they were only making kids coffins. There was a bigger coffin next to the yeah. kids' coffins, but it was very clear that he was just building coffins for children. So I was like, did only kids get I sick with know. this? Like, what is going on? I honestly don't know. It was, just it, crazy was it was very confusing. Like like you said, we'll probably have to look it up later. But um, yeah, but yeah, so. 
I did think it was funny, though. I did think it was funny, though, how Balto gets Jenna in f- to see her kid and see her kid get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But the whole time he's spitting game. He's, like, trying to get her to fall in love with him <laughs> while her kid is sick in her bed, trying, like, getting a diagnosis. <laughs> I'm like, Balto. He's like, Jenna, you looking through that window at the sick yeah. girl? Uh, what do you bet? You want to go collect some sticks by moon? Yeah. He's like, here's. <laughs> Sir, like, turn it off yes. for like five He's seconds. like, here's a makeshift northern lights. And she's like, oh. <laughs> like, read the room, Balto. She's like crying. He's like, yes. so you think that's pretty romantic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Balto's like, it's like, read the room. Read like, the relax, room, my Don friend. <laughs> relax. Yeah. Right. Um, but oh my gosh, this was not a long movie. No, it's about an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. but it felt so much happens. Like so much I, happens. it felt longer than it was. But Just um, every type of calamity that could have happened in this movie happened in this movie, and I yeah. really felt like it was the most perilous, anxiety-inducing sled ride. Oh I've my ever gosh! Seen. So meant so much falling. Did you notice? Like they fell down a hill like fifteen times. There's so much. Yeah, there was an avalanche. There's an avalanche. Um, they almost get impaled by icicles yeah. and. Oh my god! And there's a bear. I was right. There was a bear fight in the woods. There was a bear fight, which, <laughs> he falls by the, the way, ice. oh my god, so much. Which, by the way, our girl Jenna came in clutch during that part. She was a queen. Tore that bear up. She was like, "Get away from my man!" <laughs> She's like, "Bop bop bop." <laughs> Meanwhile, Balto's like half wolf, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, "Ah, oh, he's definitely my tail." <laughs> The shade. The shade. <laughs> I'm, Balto's a great character. I thought he was awesome, but, like, Jenna was prime. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna was so good. Jenna was great. Um, and then, but also, I was kind of confused by the bear scene, because wouldn't a bear be hibernating? You would think. Yeah, no, I don't understand. The, the whole bear scene, I'm glad I remembered it in, like, the far reaches of my mind, but I also didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand why he was there. Yeah. I didn't understand why the other bears didn't fight him. I like people, understand. people, if I'm dumb and black bears do stay awake in Alaska during the winter, please let me know. But if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I think bears hibernate when snow comes out. But unless they're polar bears. That's what I was told in school. That's what I was told in school. So, <laughs> so. I don't know. Also, black bears don't get that big. Like, it's just... That bear was huge. <laughs> that was grizzly status. And it was, like, absolutely a black bear. And it had no pupils. <laughs> it was just glowing yeah. eyes. Its eyes were just yellow. <laughs> just yellow. But, yeah. So, another thing that I thought was kind of funny was that Balto walked the entire time to get to Steel and the other dogs. Right? Because they... So, basically, Steel and the other dogs go and they get the medicine. And then on their way back, they get lost. Because of a huge snowstorm. Steals an idiot. Yeah. And is a a-hole and won't admit that he's wrong. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so Balto goes out and he tries to rescue them and bring the medicine to the kids in need. And um, he walks the entire way to get to Steel and the musher. And 
I'm thinking to myself, the musher probably would have had hypothermia by now. Buddy, this is urgent. Double time. Double time. Kids are dying. Like, let's yeah. run here. A little hostile for me. Exactly. <laughs> well, he only won the race that was around yeah. the town. He's not used to long distances, okay? He's a sprinter. He's not a marathon. <laughs> right. He's Usain Bolt, okay? He's not. He is Usain Bolt. He is not a cross-country runner, okay? But, um, yeah, so, and then another thing, that poor musher, I was like, he is getting tore up. He bent through (laughs) it. They they dropped him down. (laughs) They're knocking him against everything. (laughs) This musher's like, I don't even got a name, but, like, they, like, knocked him into walls. They hit his head on tree branches. They they rolled him down the cliffside. Like, your boy went through it, and he was asleep the whole time. He did, and I was so confused as to, like, how none of the medicine broke. Like, only one vial broke the entire time. The whole time. And, like, they get the musher back, (laughs) and they, obviously, that's the whole story. It's a hero story. Balto gets everything back, and, like, he brings, and he, like, brings the whole thing first. And, obviously, they all run to the medicine because that's, like, the most important thing. But I was staring at the, like, four seconds that the musher was on the sled on screen, and I was like, that's a dead body. I was like, that man is dead. You did not that's who the big coffin was for (laughs) that is who the big coffin was for i love that (laughs) (laughs) no something even darker that i could just see happening was Mm. what if they brought the medicine in and they open the box and it's just shattered and they're like (laughs) oh curse you balto curses (laughs) oh my gosh that's so wrong to laugh at but we all know what happened, so people, okay? We know it was a good, happy ending. It was good. Good things happened. It was the last case of, of diphtheria in the nor- in North America, people, okay? It, yeah. <laughs> it happened. A dog cured diphtheria. How do all of you feel about that? What have you done this week? <laughs> Hashtag Team Togo. So. <laughs> so another part that I kind of didn't like was that this is one part that i actually kind of didn't like so steel literally tried to kill balto on multiple occasions yes and all he gets in the end is shunned by the other dogs i know i that is all he gets i thought that he was gonna die when he went over the cliffside so he and balto fight and then yes and they left him steel ends up falling over a cliffside by accident and they all leave him um, because they think he's dead or whatever. He just falls. Yeah. Point is, they all leave him, and then he tries to sabotage the rest of their trip, you know, home to get yeah. you know, the medicine to the kids, which is all kinds of evil. Like, you're in the yeah. seventh circle of hell for that. And also all kind of confusing, because they left yeah. before you, so how could you beat them Yeah, like, how them? did you get but into the woods way. before them? But yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so he's, like, like sabotaging all of them and all of that. And then, like, he does all this terrible stuff. And I really thought he was just going to die or, like, have some, like, big villain death where it was, like, dramatic. And it was like, oh, we never heard from Steel again. But instead, yeah, he gets back and he makes this whole sob story yeah. about how everyone died and he did his best to save them. And it was so oh terrible. Oh, my gosh. And, and then, obviously, Balto and the other dogs return and everybody realizes he was lying. And then, right. you know, they get the praise and he gets shunned. But, yeah, it, it was such... It 
was one of those unsatisfying endings where it was like, really? That's all yes. he gets for this? It was like, really? so anticlimactic. You were like, yeah. where is the justice? Where's the justice? He's a bad dude. For real. And then, again, we've also never seen the sequels, so it could be that in the sequels he gets his comeuppance right. and we just don't know about it. But like, Surprise, Balto's not the it. father. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. <laughs> Jenna, no, how could the you? The puppies we talked about before. It just turns into a telenovela. <laughs> Either Balto's not the father or, because it steals children or it's his evil twin brother's children. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. I think you should pitch this to network execs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because we really need a Balto for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm itching for it. The last thing that I will note is that I thought it was really cute that Jenna's kid um, Jenna's owner, Rosie, yeah. um, was the grandma. She ended up being the grandma at the end, which was kind of predictable with how many movies I watch weekly. Yeah. But I mean, I I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I was sad because I was I wish that that revelation that they reveal it at the end that she's Rosie, um, the old lady from the beginning yeah. is Rosie all grown up. I wish so badly that I didn't remember it in the last five seconds right before she said yeah. it because I was like oh that would have been such a good twist and I would have been so happy but like they brought her back and she was like oh like Balto saved everyone that day and I was like she's gonna be Rosie. She's gonna be Rosie. Yeah. And I was like I don't know why I'm just remembering that she's Rosie and then of course she says Balto you saved my life and then the little girl's like Grandma Rosie. Yeah. She was like, thank you, Balto. Like, my brain didn't work this entire movie, but in those last five <laughs> seconds, I ruined the ending for myself somehow 20 years later. Oh, my like, gosh. So oh, my gosh. I They almost got me during that part when she was like, thank you, Balto. I was like, you're not going to get me. Tears aren't falling. Oh, it got me when he came back and everybody was praising him and they were all petting him yeah. like he was a good dog. I, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it was so funny because this whole time um, there were a few sad scenes during this movie and every single one, like if a tear fell down from my cheek, I swear I sucked it back into my eye because I was like, I was like, it's not going to get me this time. I'm not crying again like I did during Prince of Egypt. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I just dogs getting told they're a good boy or a good girl. I'm just like. I know. It's what they deserve. Like, I'm just happy this dog is getting love. Oh, my god, Makes me so happy. And I'm so happy that there were no dog deaths in this movie because I don't think I would have been able to make it past that. I would have been fine if it was Steel. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, okay, that's all deserved. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is that mean? Because that's true. That is horrible. (laughs) It's true. That is horrible. I mean, he deserves it, but it's still a dog. Like, it it would still hurt me a little bit I inside. can't even tell if he's a dog. He's drawn so scarily. <laughs> the half of me that laughed at the idea of the medicine breaking would would be like, yes, <laughs> down with steel. But then the other half of me would be like, oh, oh, oh. But <laughs> if he just had love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lex, is this something we would have rewatched without the podcast to prompt us? Probably not. I didn't remember this even existed until we Googled movies. Yeah. And even then, it was kind of it was kind of one of the ones where I was not too adamant about watching it. But in the spirit of winter, 
Balto. But what about you? Yeah, I don't think this is one that I would have gone out of my way to rewatch. Um, right. Yeah, it's not something that I would have been like, oh my god, you remember Balto? Let's watch that. Because like, obviously, I don't right. remember anything about it. Um, yeah. But I think if I... And even if it was on TV, I probably would have clicked past it. Not yeah, lie. you know, it's... it's. I think if there was like a kid in my life who was like, let's watch Balto, I would have been like, oh yeah, I forgot about this movie. And yeah. then would have watched it, but it's not something I would have sought out for myself. Right. So do you think it holds up as adults? Or do you think you liked it better as a kid well I don't know that I really liked it as a kid because I, I didn't watch it that much but <laughs> I'm like I don't remember it at all so I don't know but I mean I thought it was cute as an adult I thought it was cute I liked all the like we said the quick jokes especially that the goose makes yeah um there's a lot of quick and interesting jokes that you don't get until you're older you know even the pickup lines the dogs are trying to use on each other oh like let's go dig up some bones you know <laughs> like just like these little things that like I wouldn't I have like, gotten okay I wouldn't have gotten them as a kid um or I wouldn't have noticed them but yeah yeah definitely and like we said once you understand the historical context and the actual I guess the actual significance of this film because it is about something that really happened and it is sad, but I mean, they overcame it. So it's a good story. Yeah. I think it's the fact that we understand it better as adults helps. In, yeah. Um, at least me liking it more as an adult. Yeah. I also don't know if like my opinion of this is slightly clouded either, you know, either way, just because we're also going through obviously right. a pandemic right now. And this is taking place during an epidemic and it's, it's very similar in a lot of tones and, you know, thoughts yeah. about it. So it's also kind of depressing in that way yeah. because it's like, Oh, a hundred years later and we're in the same spot. Right. Although Rosie is like with her parents in the hospital bed. Meanwhile, if it was COVID, yeah. there would be nobody allowed with her, yeah. which is even sadder. So right. even more sad. So it's yeah. dark. <laughs> It's heavy, as Steph says. <laughs> heavy. So, um, but yeah, no, it was a cute, it was a good movie. Yeah. Do you think this film's overrated or underrated? I would say... If you could say... I would say a little underrated, just because I feel like a lot of people, they don't know it or they don't like it as yeah. much. I don't think it's something that people, like I said, would actively try to go watch. Um, but that's obviously just also my opinion. Um, so I think it's slightly underrated. Yeah. And it all comes down to preference, too. Yeah, and I think, obviously, for people who do love it and do watch it all the time, I think it's perfectly rated, probably, for them. Yeah. If you're like us and you like historically based movies apparently since Children's we've done cartoons. our last yeah. yeah since we've done our last three on historical uh historical adaptations of stories that actually happened i would say this film's like you said a little underrated it was good um the only thing i kind of which actually wouldn't have fit at all in this movie but the one thing that does definitely steer me more towards Anastasia's and Prince of Egypt's is the music. Yeah. So that's the one thing that this film was lacking. That there was no music. <laughs> yeah, there was no music whatsoever. And I can't even remember there being any background music during it. But there's also like a I could Phil be Collins song in the credits. Ooh, like, that's it. Yes. I can yeah. feel it coming in the <laughs> snow tonight. <laughs> but yeah, so the fact that this didn't have music kind of made it a little, um, I guess, boring in a way to me yeah i think that's probably why we didn't watch it because we didn't have anything to sing along to right at least to me i thought it was a little a little boring because yeah. it didn't have music but i mean if you don't have to have music in your 
animated movies, more power to you. Yeah. I just prefer mine to have music. So, um, <laughs> but like I said, it, it wouldn't have fit in this movie. Like, could you just imagine Balto singing to Steel or like Steel <laughs> talking about? <laughs> I would have liked Steel's villain song. Whatever it would have been, I would have liked it. <laughs> it would have been like Scar's song from uh, yeah. <laughs> Be Prepared. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, all these snow dogs start marching. <laughs> Alright, so for our critic ratings, Balto received a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 54% on the Rotten Tomatoes critic meter, but a 70% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 3 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Oh, that's kind of good. It's interesting that, like, the critics rated it so harshly, but audiences liked it a lot. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Lex. So switching gears into our ratings. Yeah. Obviously, we can rate it on a scale of A plus to F minus. A plus, best thing ever. Rewatch it 2,700 times. Never get tired. F minus being it was garbage. I can't believe my parents let me watch this at all. What would you rate it? I think I would give this a B. Okay. Because it was a good movie and I actually enjoyed it, but it was a little slow. Mm -hmm. And... I there was some things that actually kind of like made me laugh with the uh, with steel. (laughs) And I don't know, like sometimes when when you have movies that are just the villain is so power hungry, but there's really no reason for it or no explanation to it or no real cause for him to be so evil. um, Right. It kind of loses me a little bit. Yeah. There's really no drive behind the character, but kind of one dimensional. Um, yeah. Anyways, so the fact that there was that and then he didn't get any justice and then there was no music and it was kind of slow and boring at at certain points, um, I would definitely give it a B. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what about you? I would give it a B minus. Ooh. Just because, like you said, a lot of the characters felt one dimensional. There wasn't a lot of background. There wasn't like a whole like, how did Balto even get to this town? Yeah. What's up with Balto? Like I wanted more about him, about Jenna. I wanted to know more about Boris. The characters. How Boris got yeah. to Alaska. Yeah, how did and- Boris got there? <laughs> right. You know, they're just there wasn't a lot about them. And then like you said, there was no music. There was nothing that really draws you in. There yeah, there was nothing that really draws you in. And there it just felt like they kept putting every type of disaster possible into yeah. it. So I guess maybe just like a pacing issue with the movie of where maybe. it felt like, you know, the major plot points or like the major big issues were sort of all spaced together in like the span of 10 minutes and then everything else was like now we're running from an avalanche now we're running from icicles now we're running from this like it's like okay like we get it like it just it just I don't know it doesn't follow I guess the usual movie formula for like how plot arcs work and it just kind of felt like every time you turned around something new and terrible was happening yeah and so it didn't give you a lot of time to breathe yeah yeah so yeah just a pacing issue so yeah b minus for me no for sure oh and i was gonna say just the whole fact of the matter of them having i guess some sort of i don't know how to explain it like as someone who grew up playing sports and running basically all the time for soccer it just it really irked me during the part where they raced around the town to see who could be the fastest during the long distance short distances and long distances are not 
the same. <laughs> it just made me so mad during that part. So yeah, that was definitely another thing that kind of irked me that goes back to my B score. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So, and then the whole fact of the matter where he's half wolf, half husky, and they're basically like tormenting him and taunting him the entire time. I'm like, wouldn't you not want to entice a half wolf dog to uh, attack you? Yeah, they're going to be strong. It just, it oh, some God. things just didn't make sense, but it overall was a decent movie. Yeah. And although we're listing negative things about it i i mean i personally liked it yeah i enjoyed it i had a good time watching yeah. it i definitely didn't feel like i wanted to turn it off and i wasn't groaning like i was when we watched that turkey movie so oh free my birds. gosh free birds <laughs> Ugh. wild 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 times good times guys all right so you can follow us on instagram at chasing childhood podcast and on facebook at just chasing childhood we post episodes announcements calendars and much more on both social media websites so be sure to give us a follow and we just posted on social media over the weekend to announce we are taking movie suggestions for our February watch list. So if you have a childhood favorite that you want us to revisit, make sure that you comment under our posts. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you to everyone who already gave suggestions. Y'all are awesome. We sincerely appreciate it. It really helps us cater to what you guys want to hear. And it gives us some really great ideas for what to watch. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate feedback in any form, honestly. So don't be shy. Send us a message or two on social media and leave us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using to tune in. All right. Well, we post new episodes every Wednesday. And next week, we will be rewatching the children's film Shark Tale. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen Shark Tale in its entirety. You are going to have the best time. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is that Will Smith and Angelina Jolie are in it. So I'm very excited. That's all you need, honey. That's all you need. It's so good. (laughs) I am very excited. So we hope everyone has a great rest of their week and we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Take care.